Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Global Village in My Smartphone. All right, so I almost forgot what the title series is. I, I always get confused because I have so many series existing simultaneously. But this one is specifically for uh, media culture and all its other discussions. So we are almost now at the end of our series. I think two more episodes, and that's the culmination of it. And for this one specifically, this is an, another special episode. In fact, yeah, it's it's not anymore special because like the previous episodes are special and it's becoming normal. But yeah, just 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 go with it. So for this one, we will be specifically talking about something that is pretty much relatable to the current generation, and this is of course none other than the social media and meme culture. But it's not going to be me who's gonna talk about it, but I will be asking and engaging with the presenters for today. And as usual, I have with me my students for global media culture, and they have researched and uh, 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 searched for information or gathered information about what social media is and tried to also give an academic perspective towards meme culture in a sense. So without further ado, let me introduce my students who will be your presenters for this evening all right so take it away guys so who wants to go first you want me to call the name so okay i think amy right. can go first yes thank you sir all right hey guys buckle up for another episode of quarantine class the one and only podcast made to discuss certain topics relating to global politics history economics and the like that will pave your way to understanding international relations whether you're a student a professional or just a listener you're sure to pick up tidbits of insightful information when you listen to this global village in smartphone episode Today, backed by course demand, we are going to talk about the interesting facts about social media and the app trending meme culture. By the end of this episode, you'll get to know how social media facilitates in this new era and how useful is the meme in understanding the global society. But before firing up, let me extend our warmest greetings to our ever-dynamic and understanding professor, Mr. Lenoff Arce. We thank you for your time and efforts, sir. And by the way, my name is Andre Canonigo. With me are my super califragilistic expialidocious and beautiful groupmates, Amy Beatricitoy. Maayong adlaw katawahan. Jay Jared Rendon. Magandang araw, bayan. And Jay Demadara. Hello, world. All right. And let's get started. But before we go into our topic, I need to discuss first social media to give a little background on our main topic, which is the meme culture. So um, what is social media? Social media, by its definition, is a computer-based technology that facilitates the sharing of ideas, thoughts, and information through the building of virtual networks and communities. By design, Social media is internet-based and gives users quick electronic communication of content. Content includes personal information, documents, videos, and photos. Users engage with social media via 
computer, tablet, or smartphones via web-based software or web application, often utilizing it for messaging. While social media is ubiquitous in America and Europe, China and India now lead the list of social media usage. Now let's talk about the impact of social media in the 21st century. But before that, let me ask Amy first. Amy, how useful social media is for you? All right, thank you so much, Mr. Andrin. That's a very interesting question. As for me, how useful is social media with this current era or this globalized era and as a student? It really is useful for it makes my work more easier with fullest convenience and um, faster. It get, and it enables as well people to connect from one place to another and connects the whole world um, in a single uh, with a single uh, I mean with fastest accessibility and connectivity. It's very much useful in today's globalized and technologically driven society. That's for me. Uh, thank you so much for asking, Mr. Andre. Yes. Also, our generation now can't live without social media, right? So thank you for that, Amy. Information and communication technology has changed rapidly over the past 20 years, with the key development being the emergence of social media. The pace of change is accelerating. For example, the development of mobile technology has played an important role in shaping the impact of social media in the 21st century. Across the globe, mobile devices dominate in terms of total minutes spent online. This puts the means to connect anywhere, at any time, on any devices in everyone's hands. A fascinating study by the New York Times Consumer Insight Group revealed the motivations that participants cited for sharing information on social media. These include a desire to reveal valuable and entertaining content to others, to define themselves, to grow and nourish relationships, and to get the world out about brands and causes they like or support. Take note, um, one of the reasons why people share information on social media, as I have said, entertaining content, simply because they want to entertain others or they want to express themselves through entertaining content, such as creating or sharing memes. Later on, some of my groupmates will dig deep on that matter. Almost a quarter of world's population is now on Facebook. In the Philippines, nearly 75 million Filipinas of all internet users are on this platform. Because social networks feed of interaction among people, they become more powerful as they grow. Thanks to the internet, each person with marginal views can see that he or she is not alone. And when, he, when these people find one another via social media, they can do things, create memes, publications, and entire online worlds that bolster their worldview and then break into the mainstream. Without social media, social, ethical, environmental, and political ills would have minimal visibility. Increased visibility of issues has shifted the balance of power from the hands of the few to the masses. Now let's proceed to the kinds of social media. Let me ask first Jared. Jared? Yes. What is your what is your favorite social media application and why? Okay, so my favorite social media application is Facebook. Aside that it is very popular, it enables also us to connect people from around the world, most especially our families in abroad. So that's that is why it is very popular right now in the world and it is my favorite. 
Thank you, Andre. I definitely agree with you, Jared. I mean, I had been using Facebook for a decade already. So thank you for that, Jared. We all know that there is a lot of social media platform. However, only we on, we've only chosen four which people mostly use today. I mean, currently. So first, we have TikTok. People can follow other accounts and create a feed of new content from the creators they enjoy most. There are also a For You feed that shows a random assortment of videos from others. This mechanism offers an endless thread of new stops to watch and feeds into the highly addictive nature of TikTok. In other words, TikTok enables everyone to be a creator and encourages users to share their passion and creative expression through videos. Second, we have YouTube. Why a lot of people are obsessed with YouTube? I mean, it becomes the most popular free video sharing platform in the world for 15 years. YouTube is a great source for all ages, and it has a lot of different genres of videos for different ages. YouTube has some shows on it that you can watch on reg regular TV. You can never get bored on YouTube because there's a video for everything. Now, to continue the kinds of social media, we have J. Jared Rendon. Jared? Well, thank you so much, Andre Canonigo. Hola, Jared's here. Before we continue, can I ask Ms. Jade Madara for some questions? Yes, okay. sir. Okay. For you, what is Instagram? Uh, for me, Instagram is another type of social media uh, app, but more unfocused in sharing good photos or videos or, or create uh, or what people, uh, Netizens call it as an Instagrammable photos that we share with friends and followers. Yeah, that's it. All right. Thank you so much, Jay. So, Instagram. I know we are familiar about it, and I know every one of us here has an Instagram. Instagram is a free photo and a video sharing app available on iPhone and Android. Launched in year 2010 by Kevin Sistrom and Mike Heyer. In Instagram, people can upload photos or videos to their service and share them with their followers or with a select group of friends. They can also view, comment, and like posts shared by their friends on Instagram. Anyone 13 and older can create an account by registering an email address and selecting a username. It is completely clutter-free user interface. DOS is a social All right, I guess. 2018. All right. Which marked an improvement percent increase? Increase. Okay. So let's continue. From September 2017, considering the great features and tools that were rolled out in 2019, and according to eMarketers Research, Instagram will have 26.9 million users to join the platform by this year, which is almost double the projected growth of so other social media platforms. Instagram looks at the bright future with its user base bolstering. 
And lastly is, of course, the popular one, Facebook. Another kind of social media is Facebook, which is very common to us. It is created by Mark Zuckerberg and company in year 2004. Right now, it has 1.6 billion users all over the world. The official stated purpose of Facebook is to make the world more open, open and connected. Facebook's latest mission statement is that people use Facebook to stay connected with friends and family, discover what's going on in the world, and share and express what matters to them. Okay, talking about share. On Facebook, we share everything. Entertainment, our leisure activities, and our status. What we feel, and of course, we share memes. Facebook is so popular because it combines two aspects of common web surfing with an interpersonal element. In this age, Facebook contains informative content covering every possible global, national, or local issue, while at the same time entertains its user with memes, video games, and other applications. And that would be all for the kinds of social media. We further define TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Now, let us try to understand more social media with its positive and negative sides. First, let's talk about the positive side or the advantages in using social media. Nowadays, we are living in a century of a digital world where everything is technologically driven, which it has major influences to certain individuals such as students. By the use of social media, students get to develop their critical thinking skills. Like for example, students right now are sharing memes. And since memes are banned, students may not even realize that they are learning and they get to use both creative and critical thinking skills while creating memes. Another thing is that through social media, we can connect with each other and it helps us to be aware of our world. And lastly, hence the global village in our smartphones. Well, if there is a bright side, then there is also a dark side. So now let's talk about what is the dark side of social, using social media. The social media is not good all the time, and it is true. For instance, there are huge criminal organizations who rely in hacking into government systems and obtaining confidential personal information to continue their way of life. And aside from it, social media also impacts our work ethics by distracting us and causing us to lose interest in tasks we are doing. It, it also undermines one of the most evident concerns, which is the replacement of human labor by computers that can do their jobs faster, cheaper, and more effective, and which is very personal. Also, social media affects laziness and causes face-to-face -face interactions to feel disconnected. And of course, our common enemy right now, which is the fake news. Fake news often led, mislead people, and it is a weapon of a political warfare. Okay, can I ask Miss Amy, Miss Amy, for some questions? Yes, yes. What is it about, Mr. Okay. Jerry? So here's your question: How to become a responsible user of social media? All right. Another okay. interesting question. Repeat it. 
how to become how to become a responsible user of social media okay being a responsible user of social media it is a need that you should be respectful and as well as know that you are to be respected you know how to protect your reputation and you are being skeptic and one um, cliche aphorism to define a responsible social media user is thinking more than twice before um, sharing information to the public because as what we know what we share publicly will be owned by the public and that is um, that it should be it should be a necessary tool for an individual to be responsible enough in using social media that's it thank you so much mr jared okay thank you so much miss amy moving forward social media is associated with friends and fans and what are these terminologies though some consider the term friend equivalent to pod will both have distinct definitions a pad is generally considered a quick and short behavior, whereas a trend is one that evolves into long-term or even permanent change. Some popular pads throughout history are toys, such as yo-yos. Andre, do you play yo-yo before? Hello? Yes, Jared, I do play yo-yo in my childhood. Okay. Yeah, okay. We have also hula hoops. Rinster and such. And for trends, one of example would be the meme. What is meme and what it is all about? To further discuss, here's JD Madara to continue the topic. Thank you so much, Jared. Hi, everyone. My name is JD Madara, and I will be talking about memes. Well, probably most of you already know what memes are, and maybe you'll think I'll be sharing some funny memes. Well, unfortunately not, but instead I'll be sharing to you some interesting facts about memes. So what are memes really? So did you know that memes already exist since 1976? Yes, according to Susan Blackmore in her paper entitled Power of Memes, she said memes exist and has been around for decades, but only recently it has gained attention as a powerful force in human evolution. But it was first introduced by Richard Dawkins in his famous book, The Selfish Gene. He said that a meme is, a, it is the smallest unit of culture, like a song or an idea. Memes have the potential to be immortal as they are passed down from generation to generation. So just like a gene that is developing biologically, meme is a unit of cultural information spread by imitation. There, he described the basic principle of Darwinian evolution in terms of three general, uh, general processes. When an information is copied again and again with variations and with selection of some variants over others, you must get evolution. So today, we can recognize a meme because they often consist of a picture normally obtained from a pop culture such as cartoons and viral videos, followed by a caption about the picture which is relatable or even scenarios related to any relevant social, economic, and political news. Before I continue, is it okay to ask Jared uh, to answer my question? Uh, yes, Miss Jade. 
Right, thank you. Uh, Jared, do you share memes? And if yes, what kind of memes are they? Yes, of course, I share memes. Um, the most common memes that I share is political memes. I see. Thank That's you, Jared. Um, yeah, I personally, I also share memes, but nothing political, just for laughs. Anyways, in my opinion, memes are expressions, are merely expressions that people wanted to express uh, in, an, uh, in an artistic manner. But why do we create those? Well, according to Mackenzie Finclea, an American anthropologist, she said in one of her TED Talks that I've watched, we create memes or share memes first for validation, second to make fun of, of your friends or make fun with friends, third to make a statement or initiate a conversation, and I believe last, some of you will find this really uh, relatable, and that is to, to laugh or just get distracted through commonality. But what do we get here in common? Uh, is it okay to ask you, Bea? Yes, it's definitely okay with me. So what do you think is that thing we get in, or gain when we share memes? Hmm, let me see. Um, what we usually get in common when we share memes, aside from knowledge and fun, I think it build, builds connection with one another. And yeah, so much more like relationship. I guess so. That's it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Bea. Well, yes, definitely. We are enabled to get closer when we can find something in common or share, relate with other people, right? So it is like when two channels uh, sending or exchange messages and relates or communicates with people effectively, we are uh, able, we are also able to build relationship and that single relationship can go bigger. So meme culture is simply the evolving culture created or surrounded by memes. Initially, memes were an aspect of internet that people would stumble upon from time to time, find themselves amused, and send it to someone for their enjoyment as well. To generations such as millennials and Generation Z, the concept of online communities across countries on the internet is not new to them. So these generations are also aware of the spreading of memes beyond their own demographics. But also in my personal experience, I have seen a lot of older generations jump into spreading memes. Furthermore, you can, all, you can agree or disagree, but I think memes got popular whether it is good or bad, right? So um, that made memes play a huge part or impact in the internet culture as a whole. Although people, people would always like the content of some memes, they continue to globally entertain audiences of various ages and community. So, and to, uh, to share more information about the status of meme culture to the rest of the world, here's Amy. Amy? All right. Thank you so much, Miss Jade. And what up, everyone? I hope you're doing great there. I'm Amy Beatrice Esetoy, and I'll share to you some interesting facts about the meme culture in this technologically driven society. But before anything else, I'd like to converse with my fellow speakers through the questions about, or through asking them some questions about memes. Let me ask first, Mr. Andre, is it okay? Yes, of course. All right, that's great to hear. What kind of memes do you usually see on your accounts, uh, social media accounts? 
Um, thank you, Amy. The kind of memes that I usually see on my social media feeds are most probably political and funny memes, although I saw all kinds of memes, but mostly those two that I've mentioned, especially political, considering our status now as a nation, the government is really relevant. Um, um, one great example, kay, si President Spokesperson Harry Roque, is because of um, his press briefing, sikat ka sa iyang memes. Sikat ka siya sa memes, yeah. Thank you, Amy. Yes, definitely. That's all right. Um, now, let me ask Mr. Jared, would it be okay? Uh, yes, of course, Miss Amy. All right. Do you find memes as uh, something that can benefit? So why? All right. Um, as what I've said from my talk, um, it is very, uh, uh, it is very relevant to me, and in which I can benefit. Um, I I can benefit memes because, uh, as simple shared and creating a memes, it enables us to have uh, critical thinking skills. So that why, that's why it has benefited me. That's all, thank you. Mm, I see, that's great to hear. Like, aside from sharing, it enables us to um, gain some knowledge or it enables us, once we create memes, um, enables us uh, to use our critical thinking skills, definitely. Now, let me ask some question to Ms. Jade. Would it be yeah. okay? Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Um, in a scale of one to five, how would you consider meme as a social thing? I mean, as a useful thing in social media. Again, in a scale of one to five, how would you consider meme as a useful thing in social media? And if so, why is that so? Oh, I think um, I would rate it a five or very useful as I consider personally uh, memes to be expressions that we express in an artistic way, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, personally, I always like to joke around and relate to many other friends that I have, especially in social media. So through memes, I create, uh, I, I, I am able to create relationship or talk with other people. Yeah, that's it. Wow, that's a five. Thank you so much, uh, Ms. Jade. Thank you so much as well as to my fellow speakers for the participation. Now, let me continue. Um, internet memes offer a potentially rich source of data for international relations, and there are many reasons for us to investigate what they may offer to us in expanding upon our understanding of global politics and such. As what we learned from, as, as what we've learned from Miss Jade Stock, the idea of memes was coined by Richard Dawkins in his 1976 book, The Selfish Gene. He proposed that we transmit cultural uh, information to one another in much the same way that we transfer genetic information from generation to generation, whereas the latter uses genes. Dawkins created the term memes to refer to this unit of cultural data, which is implicated in the sharing of everything from tunes, ideas, catchphrases, clothes, fashions, ways of making pots or of building and such. Further, uh, Richard Dawkins described memes that swim around in human culture in the meme pool. Yes, like the gene pool. They get replicated from imitation and adopted alongside the development of culture. With the addition of the internet and the affordances of social media, Meme theory can get a little out of hand. So what is meme theory? 
meme theory suggests that ideas, behaviors, or skills are transferred between people through the process of imitation. Consider the invention of fire and the will as fundamental technologies that have been imitated and then adopted to create cars and other newer inventions. This is a kind of process that meme theory explains. Now, we can investigate how meme theory works to evolve modern culture within the realm of social media. Specifically, we can investigate how the environment created by social media allows the public to share ideas and create social movements. We can see positive cultural changes that we consider how meme theory and social media has allowed people to share their ideas for the perceived betterment of society. Consider the Me Too movement and how it is empowering survivors and initiating discussions about sexual violence. Social media blew up with hashtag Me Too in 2017 when Eliza Milano tweeted it and when Harvey Weinstein was accused of sexual abuse and harassment. I bet some of you are familiar with this. Well, others may consider this as new, but we'll try to use this as an example. In continuation, People across social media took this hashtag and added their voices to the movement. This is the process of imitation and replication that the meme theory describes. So, we can see how the Me Too movement became an important cultural change when it spread through the meme pool, which was accelerated by social media. We can also consider environmental movements such as the plastic bag ban and the more recent move regarding plastic straws. While there hasn't been a globally trending hashtag like hashtag MeToo, there has been a shift toward phasing out lightweight plastic bags or single-use shopping bags as well as the reduction of plastic straws. These environmentally conscious ideas and values have been replicated within our cultural values through this process of imitation. When someone adopts these environmentally conscious values and replicates them in their own way, this is proving that the process, I mean, this is proving the process of meme theory. As we can see, imitation as described by meme theory is now more effective and thanks to the introduction of social media platforms. It is easy to argue that sharing ideas like these examples can have a positive impact on our society or our environment. However, the opposite is also true. Damaging ideas can spread like a plague which can cause negative cultural changes. We could consider flat earth theories and other conspiracy theories, the fallacious ideas of anti-vaxxers or even terrorism. For better or for, um, for better or worse, memory, I mean meme theory, the meme theory does explain the replication of ideas, behaviors and technologies in our culture. Creative content like the memes we love today are an artistic representation of people replicating and imitating concepts. So when you use random capitalization in the mocking sponge SpongeBob image, you're replicating idea and proving that meme theory holds. However, there are also criticism to this memetic theory, which and one of which was this argument of Monchain. He stated that despite the cold popularity of the idea, Mimetic theory is hardly discussed in recent texts on evolutionary psychology and linguistics. 
the prevailing consensus seems to be that the meme is a nice metaphor, but one that has perhaps been taken too far. Memes, after all, are hard to define, quantify, and measure. Their very existence is somewhat that nebulous, um, inferable, but not scientifically verifiable. Some have also assailed memes not only as bad science, but a, as reactionary politics. The complexity of human development is overly reduced into non-materialist, quasi-mystical um, or pseudoscientific terms, which in turn are only a new cabla, a recasting of age-old ideas of angels and demons and magic words that can control reality. Many also question the mimetics communities of frequent, almost reflexive assaults on religion. Many also, I mean, which assaults on religion, which uh, they characterize as nothing more than pre-programmed, irrational, mimetic replication. Moreover, the idea of human behavior as nothing but programming of snippets of information is troubling to many and not only those who still maintain a belief in free will. To hold a radical medic view of human behavior is to ignore the factor of economics, environment, and politics in history. As such, memetics is a fascinating and promising proto-science, but further research and experimentation is needed before it can become a full-fledged uh, discipline in its own right. We can continue to see how social media and meme theory will further direct our culture and society, either through positive or negative changes. It, it could have the benefit of a more accepting and knowledgeable society, or it could lead to disaster. Hereafter and henceforth, there has been an increase in the number of people who use the internet, social media platforms, as well as websites for their political activities and such. And people are continuing to get exposed to this new medium of communication, especially because the contemporary texts and writings are fading out. People no longer want to read, but they prefer to take a few seconds to view a meme and make a simple comment or adjustment to it and resend it to another destination. And that is all about meme theory. And I do hope you have learned something from it. Thank you. And I'm all good. Back to you, Andre. Hello you there, I'm back. That was a very insightful sharing of thoughts about social media, its definition and components. Additionally, we'll talk about memes and what so. We hope you had a great realizations and had jotted notes and facts about our talk today, guys. This has been your speakers. I am Andre. I'm Amy. I'm Jared. And I'm Jade. Thank you, and God bless us all. All right, so at this point, it's my time to ask questions. So I think we have been given a very, uh, very, very unique and very comprehensive discussion, particularly on social media and meme culture. So like the fact that uh, the origins of meme, the word meme itself, is pretty much uh, unknown to the public, right? Would you agree? Like, uh, it came from... Uh, Richard Dawkins. Like, uh, if you if if you guys know who Richard Dawkins is, he's one of the uh, leading scientists that is uh, one of the main proponents in the 21st century 
focusing on Darwinian sciences and evolution. And if I would recall correctly upon, upon studying the theory of mimetics, his intention to discuss memes was never in the first place like how we interpret it like today. Like, uh, uh, even if Darwin, if you would, sorry, if you would ask Dawkins if how uh, it, how did he expect that he, that the term meme would be uh, utilized like how it is today? I mean, I think there was already that commentary or interview. I forgot, I forgot the specific details about it. But he mentioned like it was not what he expected at all. It was not the purpose. It was more scientific rather than uh, very, a very mimetic as you would consider it right now how it's used. So. As, so let's start with one of the questions. Like one of the repeating themes for the questions that I have par primarily revolves around how culture is developed or how culture is spread in the 21st century, especially through media. And now we're talking about social media. And so one thing that differentiates or deviates from the traditional media that social media characterizes itself is its uh it is more of a personal or it's something of an uh an intimate relationship between the the user itself it's it's a do-it-yourself form of media like you are uh, to the certain extent you are the media right so with this the, particularly on how media gains mileage or how meme meme memes gain uh, influence so Let's go back to the main theories of media culture, that is homogenization and heterogenization. So uh, would you consider this uh, of meme culture or the, the spread or the influence of social media more of a homogeneous or somewhat of a heterogeneous type of uh, diffusion? So anyone can answer that question. All right. Thank you so much for that very comprehensive question, sir. Um, I'd like to delve more on how uh, uh, culture is being influenced and being spreaded around the world. Uh, it is driven fully to how social media works now. With this technological-driven society, it enables us to see other culture and within our um, sphere. So basically, um, these cultural influences is uh, can be um, associated with a heterogeneous approach approach where this multi multicultural society is being adopted by one culture to another it enables a culture to uh, being ado uh, adopted so basically uh, it's not necessary that a culture is being dominant enough to, to evade or to 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 uh, dominate in a certain nation or state but rather um, this, this society enables us to see a greater perspective of how global uh, how the global arena works and the, the acknowledgement of, of various cultures that exist in this um, world society. Uh, that's for me, sir. Right, so yeah, it's, uh, if you would look at it in the perspective that how it's, it's utilized, right? You might consider it somewhat of a heterogeneous sort of diffusion because it's it's a participation from various cultures like i love how uh 
particularly, I, I, I don't know if you guys have an account on 9gag, right? Or basically any social media for that matter. When you, when you talk about memes or when you interact with memes, you are basically uh, interacting with people from different cultures. In fact, the, the anonymity there is what makes the interaction more genuine or more, more how would you call it, uh, more uh, authentic. Because you are you are not uh, you're not ex expressing your yourself in a more a cultural manner, or rather, you're expressing yourself in who you re who you think you are in 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 guise of your internet uh, appearance or your identity, rather. But how about for homogenization? Do you think it has also some elements of homogenization, like creating this single culture in itself or having this dominant culture being spread? Like pr primarily, if you would look at it, uh, uh, how, how if you look at social media and how it tries to use or, or gain mileage, it also uh, bring, it, bring in itself certain cultures, certain practices, like the fact that... Uh, uh, conspiracy theorists and like uh, 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 those who are more anti-science groups are gaining more mileage in, in, with the use of social media, right? So uh, how about this one? Do you consider this not uh, homogeneous? Like uh, this is now something that could perhaps uh, dominate certain cultures or certain ideologies? Um, yes, uh, here I'm here again, sir. Um, uh, basically, it, it would also be considered as something uh, homogeneous or uh, could be associated to an homogeneous um, approach for the fact that uh, memes involves or includes uh, photos and um, text, which, which what you've said a while ago, um, could define a person. And defining a person, it enables to define a certain um, nation's culture as well, because it, it will be reflected um, by the fact that uh, it uses um, photos, images, and, and in-text in um, descriptions. Um, it enables us to identify from which nation it is, from what culture it is part of, and what we can consider is from um, what we see usually see on social media, the influence of Western or the American products, like I mean, cartoon characters produced by Americans, SpongeBob, such and other things that um, enables us to uh, identify that. Um, if we were going to see it to, other, to another perspective, I would say that um, sharing this kind of meme doesn't usually just make us laugh or um, gain some knowledge, but as well as enables us to identify what certain culture is being shared and what certain state is that so. And uh, basing from my social media accounts with the sh um, memes shared by certain people, uh, I can say that there's a dominant um, uh, culture that is existing within, within that. And I bet, um, Andre, do you have anything to add uh, to Jade and Jared? Miss Amy, yes. Uh, for me, sir, uh, it is also uh, almost there because uh, some culture really dominates us. For example, okay, it is also somehow homogenization, sir, because, um, like, for example, in a uh, political meme, in a political meme, no, I can 
I can can um, I can see that uh, how politic how politics were being influenced by the uh, by the not uh, other cultural uh, I mean uh, another culture uh, cultural politics like for example how this government how this government um uh, how this uh, yeah how this government are being influenced by the other country like that sir so that that is this that is all about all right so yeah this is really a very good point of discussion in fact the, there should be further research about this yeah. but if you look at uh research regarding memes and social media you don't really find you don't really find uh discussions particularly on cultural homogenization or heterogenization so now, this is a very, very unique uh, field that we could explore in the future, maybe. Like, maybe you guys could start researches about this if you want to do it in your free time, right? So, another question that I have in mind, particularly on, on social media, and is how, how, how fake news is very much, uh, uh, very much, uh, how would you consider it, re, re, redefined on social media? Well, originally prior to the the dominance of social media where fake news is something that is already present it has been present since since like we we socialize with one another right but in terms of this one if you look at recent events really it's like there is this uh redefinition of what fake news is in fact uh i don't know maybe this is my personal bias maybe that if I could see, like, there are more people today that are very much, pretty much willing to defend their own, uh, their own information, regardless of the lack of evidence. Well, unlike before, where uh, you mainly focus your interaction on what what the newspapers and what the media portrays, really. But in social media, with the highway of information, with with the amount of information being uh, dispersed through us on a daily basis, regardless if it's factual or not. Uh, there is this, uh, I would consider it a trend, really, as you can look at the previous events, like uh, like uh, on recent news, if we look at uh, U.S. elections, like right now, uh, people are still debating about, although like I'm not an American, we're not Americans, but if you look at the news, if it's it's really there, if you can see what's happening there, it's that uh, there is this uh, wave of people, uh, a huge wave of supporters, really clinging to to uh, information that is not verified. Like even uh, so many news outlets are not even uh, confident in, in supporting the information of of these uh, particular supporters. So, like, what are your thoughts about this one? Like, what are your thoughts about how fake news is being utilized? It's being perceived through social media. Is it is it something that is uh, uh, something concerning, or would you find it something very interesting, really, in the development of communication? Or do you think this is something that we should eradicate entirely? Um. Good evening, sir. Hello, I think, yes, sir. I think, sir, that fake news should be eradicated, sir, because like handling social media, sir, is a kind of responsibility, 
So before using it, we need to learn everything about it. We need to be a responsible netizen. And also we need to learn the do's and don'ts because we all know how impactful social media is nowadays. And um, even just a single status and information and a funny memes, if we are using others in a post or memeser and Validation is the key for a peaceful environment and combating fake news, sir. So it should be, we need to validate it first before we believe believe a certain topic or issue, sir, circulate, circulating around social media. Thank you, sir. All right. So how about, what are your thoughts about, like, uh, anyone can answer this question again. So what are your thoughts about, like, the growing number of, of uh, how, I would consider this as misinformed groups, like uh, uh, people who are like climate denialists, or people who believe in flat Earth theories, or like for example, um, uh, anti-vax individuals. Uh, like, yeah, if, if people who are having these ideologies, uh, how would you somewhat uh, view this? Uh, yeah, because although there are these. Uh, groups or these gatherings, social gatherings, or these groups of people really are are clinging on information that lacks uh, evidences or factual evidences or, or research to support their claims. But uh, if you would see like how 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 plenty they are these days, their their numbers are increasing. So like uh, even though we ourselves in a, in a in the perspective of of like we need to base our information with with credible researches, but how would you look at these people? Like uh, we 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 see them as as uninformed individuals rather or misinformed individuals. But why do you think uh, that they're growing in number? Or maybe you you disagree with what my question? What do you think about these groups entirely? Like, why do they gain more influence? Or why do you think these groups are continuing to have more more mileage, for example? All right. Um, hello, sir, again. Hello. Yes. Um, as for me, social media nowadays is very um, kind of scary because, yeah, Aside from it is, it has chances that it has its fullest manipulation from media conglomerates who, who are holding that social media platforms. Um, information can be manipulated as well as, as such uh, fake news. Um, and this emerging or this perennial problem we are facing now is the the um, like the increasing numbers of of people who who have this perceptions of things that we consider um, not that real reliable and it's necessary for them to um, need to have more verifications and um, search more on credibility for it might create a disaster. As what I've um, shared from my talk about meme, uh, it's, an, it's a process of imitation. Once the information is being imitated from other people and spreaded, it could create either a better a better purpose for the society for its betterment and welfare and the other side would be a disaster it could create something that people would enable them to have this um parallel um 
perspective to things such um the believers of conspiracy theories the flat earth theories the anti-vaxxers and the influencers of terrorism so basically it it, it needs um attention and by the fact that uh, let me share this um some feature in facebook that enables them to restrict people from commenting something like um uh that would create chaos or that would um create some unnecessary uh commentaries on that would run around facebook then why not we should apply it um from social uh, to uh various social media accounts or platforms so that this um this problem will be eradicated maybe now but slower and slower and have its full eradic eradication for it's a very um uh, a need of recognition and a concern for the global society that's that's for me there wow very miss universe like answer from i mean okay so uh and so we're almost time so but i still have a few more questions really in fact i have really a lot of questions because this is a very interesting topic but I just will summarize it. So this is still related to the previous one. As Amy mentioned before, like how social media sites are censoring certain posts that are like deemed as, as misinformation. So people are also uh, clamoring against this. Like they say that this is an invasion of the freedom of speech. Like uh, you, are, uh, you, are, you are censoring us and this is not good. So yeah, like, like let's say for example if you you put a hashtag that is deemed as fake news and you post it online uh, facebook and twitter will somewhat uh, will not allow you to, not really like uh ah it's not that uh, to correct myself uh it's more of like if you search for this particular hashtag so like this was ha this happened again particularly in the u.s elections there's a certain hashtag that if you look for it so you can't find any information regarding that matter. In other words, Facebook and Twitter censored that information. So, so for the supporters of that political group, they are they are shouting or clamoring like this is against freedom of speech. You are censoring us. You are making us silent. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? Is is uh, is spreading uh, is uh, is engaging or spreading fake news really a a, a, a a form of suppression or, or censorship or if like if you are if you're barred to spread fake news you are your your freedom of speech is also barred at the same time i guess um andre and jared has thoughts about uh, have thoughts about this but um allow me to share this first my answer sir um with regards to your question as for me i question first how how can we define freedom of expression do we necessarily express ourselves even if we are hurting somebody with the way we expressed and be liberated enough to express our sentiments, our our um, perspective? Because it's if once you are entitled for a, a right to express, then it's necessary for you to to gain some responsibility as well. Whether the the things you share is um, something that's worth and something that's worth it to be acknowledged and 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 it's it enables not to hurt somebody or not to influence the bad sides of of or 
doesn't have any ulterior motives with it regards to that because sharing fake news when you share it's uh, when you know it's fake already then what's the purpose of sharing it so basically you have other motive of, of really um um sharing that thing it's maybe because you hate that person it's not necessarily that you're morally obligated obligated even if i'm I, i'm doing it right because um everybody everybody is doing it wrong so um, we should uh, try to see the the responsibility responsibility that we have in in sharing this information, and yeah. So I guess that's it. The freedom of expression is not that um, necessary to be associated with sharing fake news because it's a problem, and I don't think that questioning of the people. Uh, for its right to express, it could be associated with that certain matter because it's a responsibility to take once you are free to express. Yeah, that's just for me, sir. How about you, Andre? Yeah, I do agree with you, Amy. I mean, fake news is fake news, sir, and fake news is wrong, sir. And it is not against the, to the freedom of, of expression, sir, because you are spreading um false and wrong information sir and for those who are victim of face fake news sir we must first know what we are reporting know what we are reading and at the same time sir be accountable with what we are say especially online sir so yeah thank you uh okay sir let me share my answer sir okay uh, I, I agree with amy and andre because for me sir fake news um uh, it is not good, sir. And as we all know, we are obligated to share uh, what is right and what is true. What is true? Uh, because uh, sharing fake news, uh, sharing fake news may may vary to some may may cause uh, chaos, chaos, and it is not good. Though we may, we may have a different. Uh, stand or different uh, beliefs, but it is still we are obligated to share what is true and what is morally upright. That's all. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Um, have, before anything, uh, before the concluding <laughs> statement, I'd like to share, sir. Um, I'd like to share this quotation from US, the U.S. General German uh, Norman. Mr. Norman of U.S. Army, he stated that the truth is that we always know what's right, but the tough part or the hardest part of a human being is to, to do to doing it. So we basically know what's right and wrong, but the hardest part of it is doing what should basically the right thing to do. So that's it, sir. Maybe it could be associated with this kind of scenario or matter. Thank you. Great. So yeah, I definitely agree with your statements, right? That uh, we might think of uh, freedom as a license to, to, to say whatever we want. Like we have this sort of view of freedom that is very radical. Like uh, it's it's pretty much. Uh, if I would recall, really, if I could recall my uh, initial years in high school, uh, there is this uh, very particular moment that. I was conflicted. There was this uh, subject on Christian education. This is a very much Filipino subject now, that we discussed about freedom. And 
ideally, our, our answer is that freedom is something that has no limits. It's, it, of course, it's from the word itself, freedom. Uh, until our teacher, which is also a priest, so she's a very good priest. So he mentioned that freedom is not in itself absolute. So like there are limits to freedom particularly. In, in fact, he considered not a license to really do anything we want. So particularly on those freedoms that are destructive or damaging. So uh, in other words, uh, freedom in itself is not absolute for it really focuses on uh, the freedom and the well-being of others as well. And like, uh, for for example, in, in dealing with fake news. So it's, it's I would consider it pretty much very unchristian really to promote uh, fake news or, or spread fake news particularly on, on the discussion of how uh, Christians define freedom itself. Like, freedom is not absolute, particularly on how how other freedoms are, are the freedoms of other individuals exist. Like, uh, that famous maxim or famous quote, I forgot the, the author who said that, but uh, freedom, or one's freedom ends when another freedom, or when another's freedom begins. Uh, I think I'm butchered that that quotation, but that really summarizes how freedom should be should be inclusive, and how freedom should also uh, promote uh, the freedom of others. It's not like something that is invasive and destructive. Otherwise, we would be we would fall into a more anarchic freedom, which is the total opposite of of what laws and regulations are are for, right? So yeah, that's 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 it. Like uh, the very very good discussion about how, or a good ju justification on how fake news is not not an obstruction of freedom because it does not it it does, it does not hinder freedom, but rather fake news is an information that is not true destroys the pursuit of freedom itself because that is simply not promoting anything that is good. It's more focusing on destruction rather than. Uh, focusing on finding the truth because freedom should also be focusing on the pursuit of truth itself. Right? Yeah, that's more of my uh, analogy. All right, like let's conclude our our episode right now because like we have covered a lot of time, but this has been a very engaging and interesting discussion. So before I end, do you have anything else to say? Like a concluding a phrase or quote or a message to those who are listening? All right, um, allow me to share, sir. Yes. All right, thank you so much, guys, for listening to this episode. And we do hope that you've learned some from something from us, most especially the, the engagement brought upon the discussions of social media, meme culture, and the uh, association of fake news and misinformation. So it's necessary for every one of us to be responsible enough in using social media to be respected and, and, and to give respect to others as well. Uh, thank you, and God bless us all. All right, so thank you everyone once again for listening and reaching at the end of this episode. I know I'm, I apologize again for another long discussion. All my discussions or my episodes are very long, so yeah. So, <laughs> so thank you everyone for listening, and yeah, I, I'm someone in the background, so I apologize. So let me just uh, rephrase or end this one with a quote that again that one's freedom ends when the other freedom begins so so for those who are very much on social media this is a reminder that spreading fake news is not uh, 
a form of freedom. Rather, it's the opposite of freedom itself. So you're restricting someone of the actual information because you're spreading something false. So thank you, everyone. And this has been Quarantine Classes on the episodes or series Global Media Culture or the Global Village in my smartphone. So have a great day and enjoy your quarantine life. Do something creative and fun and stay healthy and stay not anymore indoors, but rather stay social. All right, so thank you and goodbye.